Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Quick Index T20 World Cup preview and on this podcast we will be previewing the Scottish chances in the uh, in the upcoming qualifiers before the Super 10 stage and we've got former Scotland international Ryan Watson on and we've got Scottish sports writer Neil Drysdale. Welcome to you both. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Let's start with uh, Scotland's chances because they are playing today so we hope to get this podcast out before the match starts. We'll come to you first, Ryan. How do you assess their chances in this game against Afghanistan, and who are going to be the key players for Scotland? Yeah, this is a this is a this is a really tough first game for for the T20 and, and the qualifying piece. I think Afghanistan, if I look at the actual group, are probably the strongest team in this particular group. They had some great results against Zimbabwe just recently, and it's probably you know the conditions you would have to say favour the Afghanistan team. Um, but, you know, I, I think Scotland have gone to this tournament really well prepared. They've spent a lot of time in the subcontinent um, and probably as, as well prepared as they've ever been before, you know, going to the subcontinent. So I think key performers, as in most matches is in, 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 in the subcontinent in India, I think the new ball's key. One, one went bowling. If you can pick up early wickets um, and put the Afghanistan team like we did under pressure at the World Cup and failed to obviously capitalise with that drop catch. I think that's key. If we can if we can pick up three or four quick wickets and our new ball bowlers do the trick, um, I, I think that will be important. But likewise, new ball uh, with a bat too is so important in the subcontinent. I, I think um, Kyle Kutzer is has been in, in decent form and 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 has shown at these tournaments what uh, what he can do, and he always tends to step up at, at these tournaments. So so I think a lot depends on him. And I think then coming to that middle order, Matt Machen will, will make a big difference um, with a bat. And, and I think we've got some cracking finishes in Richie Barrington and um, and Munzee looks like he's doing a great job in the middle order. They've held him down at, at the bottom of the order a bit, um, and he's he's scoring at, at, at well in excess of 200 strike rate-wise and, and putting together 30s and 40s. So, so those four individuals with a bat, I think, hold the key. And and it's it's whether we can take wickets up front and put those Afghanistan guys under pressure. I think uh, is the key. But yeah, it's it's a crucial match. I think if if Scotland can get off to a winning start today, I think there's every chance that they can make it to the next stage. Neil Ryan mentioned the 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 key to the getting early wickets. Will it be new ball bowlers, as in a seam attack, or will will there be any chance of Scotland opening with some spinners? Because that's been uh, been used quite a lot in T20 games in the IPL and T20 internationals in the subcontinent. I certainly don't think that would be a bad option because uh, some, somebody like uh, Michael Leask uh, has, has, has shown, and Mark Watt as well, have shown that they've got talent and they've got the ability to sort of hit the, hit their straps pretty quickly. And and to be honest, we, we don't have that kind of real 
you know, I mean, Afghanistan, I've got Hamid Hassan, for instance, who, who's a, who's a top-class player and top-class bowler, real character, who's liable to, to rip through you at the top of the, the order. We've maybe got, you know, Al- Evans is, Alistair Evans has done that once or twice before. In fact, he's done it to Afghanistan at least once before. And um, we've got, but we, we haven't got that, that huge amounts of, of pace at the top. And that, that's maybe been a problem for a few years. And so you, you don't really see, you know, Scotland being able to take the new ball and say, right, we're going to rip through this team at the top. But if, if they mix it up and play somebody like, and bowl somebody like Watt for a couple of overs, bowl somebody like release for an over, and just really mix it up. Preston Monson's a pretty shrewd individual, so I can see him them really trying to be quite inventive at the start. I mean, the, what, the last thing you want to do is to let the uh, Samuela Shinwaris and people like that get themselves in, because if they do, then it, it becomes difficult. So I, I, I hope that they're inventive, and I hope that they, they use spin. Of course, use, talking about spin just brings me to the fact that we don't have our best spinner there, and that, that is a problem that Majid Hack and it's for reasons that have nothing to do with cricket. He isn't in this team. And I think that not to have him in this team when we're in Indian conditions is a little bit stupid to me. Can you give the listeners a little bit of a quick background then on why he hasn't been selected? Well, Majid was sent home. Majid is Scotland's most capped cricket player and uh, he's also Scotland's uh, record wicket taker as well. And He was sent home from the World Cup last year after uh, not being picked for one of the latter games in the tournament. And he basically alluded to this in, on Twitter that it was it's, it was more difficult to get in because of his, his colour. Now that obviously was was something that he shouldn't have done, and uh, and I think everybody acknowledges he shouldn't have done it. Uh, but to be sent home, he was then punished. Uh, but uh, I think the selectors were expecting him to come out and apologise. And Majid, I think, feels that he served his punishment and and that the best player should be picked for these tournaments. And that end the story. So. It's it's been a it's been a nobody's really emerged with a huge amount of credit for this whole story, and uh, but it, it simply means in cricket in terms we don't have one of our best players over there, and I don't think Scotland these days have enough good players that we can afford to leave one of our best at home. But I'm going to be controversial and say Neil, he's not our best spinner in 2020 cricket and in these conditions. If I'm honest with you, I think if you well, look I'd... at all the best spinners in 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 2020 cricket, they all. Are attack the stumps and they're all and if you look at Condalanga and Mark Watt's style quite fast into the wicket in India and they rarely attack the stumps so Majid relies on flight he relies on a bit of guile but actually in the subcontinent when he when he bowls he tends to bowl a more attacking line outside all and he actually brings 360 into play so that's my thinking on that particular piece I suppose to be fair he did actually end up helping us lose that match against Afghanistan last year but I mean, he got the guy out, but only after the guy had whacked him in the crowd three times. So uh, Yeah, if you think about, look how he bowled. He bowled dead slow and loopy. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I heard from, from you know, behind the scenes was he, he, he kind of didn't really respond there to, to the game plans and things like that. But if you look at Mark and Con, that what they will do, and, and even Liski, they bowl flat into the wicket. If you look at the best bowlers in India, Jadeja, um, you know, Ashwin's a different thing. He's got... Variety, but you look at the Jadejas and the uh, Hassans of Bangladesh. They ball flat and attack the stumps. Yeah, Hassan worries me today, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. I, I've, I've got comp- but sooner or later we're going to. I mean, I think that the boys were really hurting after that game last year, so I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that they come out and really smoke smoke 190 200 today against Afghanistan, and then that gives us a chance. 
All fair points. <laughs> all, all definite fair points. But Ryan, as a former as a former captain, uh, as a former Scottish captain, what would you make plans before you went into these games? Do you think they've got any detailed plans on any of the Afghanistan players for this game? You know, will they be looking for their strengths and weaknesses, who to target, whether you whether you ball certain people against other players? Is there any of that that goes on? Any of that kind of planning? Yeah, they they, they definitely will be plans. I think I think the the key to T Twenty is is invariably plan A. I, I would say often fails. And it's it's Plan B, C, and and perhaps sometimes even D that that invariably wins these three twenty games. So yes, they will definitely have plans for certain players. The, the advantage is they would have played against a number of these guys on a number of occasions. I remember when we first played them in two thousand and nine. You know, they were very much an unknown quantity. We had very little footage. We had you know they're a quality side, and and that was. That was tricky to come up against, but that definitely won't be the case for these guys. There will be um, there's an, an analyst now as part of the team and the makeup full time analyst. He he will definitely have, have have looked at strengths, weaknesses, and and um, and and how to target them and where we're going to target them. So yeah, definitely will be plans in place. But as you can see, T twenty, you know, if, if a batter gets going, it's it's how you respond. It's it's like Neil said, you know, it's the change ups you make and the and the and the decisions you make on the hop that uh, that invariably. You know, yeah. win games at T20. Who's Neil? Who's the who's the most economical of the of the Scottish bowlers? For me, that's one of the one of the key factors for any bowler is how they can restrict these batsmen when they're in full flow. Have they got the variation? Do they adapt to the conditions? So, who who should the uh, listeners be looking out for in this Scottish? Well, attack? I think that I think they'd be looking for Conde Lang has actually made a, made a, a, a good impression since since he came into the team. Uh, and uh, Michael Leask has, has done well too. I mean, Alistair Evans has got a pretty economical uh, straight with the, the top of the order. Uh, I think one of the problems we've, we've got really is that there's a lot of uh, bits and pieces cricketers, guys who are good with bat and ball on various days, but there are maybe not enough specialist bowlers. I think the batting is very strong. I mean, I agree with Ryan that, uh, you know, we've, we've, if you look down the side at the the listed players. I mean, you've got Kutzer, you've got McLeod, you've got Barrington, you've got Momsen, you've got Muncie, you've got Leask, you've got Davy, you've got Machen. I've even mentioned Machen last. I mean, that's eight players who can all really play cricket and can all bat. You know, so I don't think that batting is, is necessarily going to be a huge problem, although they have suffered some really bad and poor collapses at the top of the order, which have made life difficult, even against Oman last, last Friday in, the, in what turned out to be the last warm-up game, they were 14 for 4 in that game. Against New Zealand last year, they were 12 for 4. Now, obviously, it's a different quality opposition between playing you know, Trent Bolt and uh, Tim Southie and playing the Oman uh, opening bowlers. But, but there has been a tendency, perhaps, for them to maybe try and kick on too early and not score, not maybe get themselves in. I mean, I just wonder, Ryan. I mean, that that famous hundred that you scored against Somerset, you you almost clicked straight away. Was that a case of just you know getting in and deciding, right, I'm going to whack it from ball one, or did you get your take take two or three balls to get your eye in? I think the beauty in that day was was someone actually. I think we opened with James Brinkley from right, and and he got off to a bit of a flyer. So, well, yeah, it. I mean. We didn't really have a choice. It was it was reduced to fifteen overs, and you're chasing 180. So so the scene is set for you. You kind of and you, you can only go at it one sort of way. But the fact James Brinkley, you know, got off to a flyer, um, I think helped and, and took the pressure off me, and, and perhaps allowed me to 
maybe a bit more time than 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 I than I could on that particular day. But yeah, your your points your points are relevant at at fifteen for four and the collapses that that we've got. But I think I think the makeup of this team. I think if if they go at it, I think the top order. If they get the top order right and they send out some some hitters with the depth that they've got, it doesn't actually matter. Given it's only twenty overs, if you are twenty for four, that that's my outlook on this. If we're going to go and beat Afghanistan today, I don't think we can go and play a sort of conservative, canny match. I think we've got to go at it fairly hard, and I think we've got to, like you said, Neil, we've got serious depth in batting. You know, we've got Rob Taylor. Who's a proper, proper good batsman coming in at potentially number ten? You know, so I think we've got to utilize our depth. I think it's important that we don't leave it to the next man because sometimes Scotland has done that in the past. You know, we've got depth. What does that mean? Well, it means we've got the ability to play positively at the top. And if we lose three wickets, so be it. We've only got seventeen overs to deal with, with lots of batting in hand. So I, th- I think it's key that they, that they do take advantage, especially in the subcontinent. The balls will get softer. The wicket will just get a bit harder and stick and into those surfaces. And, and the Afghanistan guys do have, you know, probably a slightly better spin attack than Scotland. So, Does, Do um, any of the Scottish players have much experience in the subcontinent? Um, is there any, any similarity to some of the wickets they might have played on in Scotland or where they've learnt the cricket? No. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a word, no. I, I, I mean, I think to be honest, no, I think I think Ryan would probably have seen this as well. I mean, Ryan was a pretty canny uh, spinner in his own right when he wasn't blasting hundreds and fifties in in the Tote Sport League. That the pitches tend to be pretty wet and pretty, but you, you never, you very rarely get a, a, a circumstance where you've got a hot pitch that is that is really really. Suit spinners because it's so dusty. I'm afraid that isn't a problem that crops up in Scotland too often with the amount of rain that we get in this country. I, I think that they have benefited probably from the fact that, that people like, certainly people like Kyle Kutzer have gone out and played in uh, Dubai and Sharjah and have scored big hundreds out there, both whether it be, I mean, Ryan, uh, Kyle scored 172, uh, which is still his top score, I think, against uh, for them, against, for Durham against the MCC a few years back. And it was it was a spin attack for a large part of that game, and I think that they've they've obviously organised a few games over there beforehand. I mean, it just goes to show, mind you, that even in India, you know, that Sunday's game against the, the Netherlands was rained off. You know, so there seems to be rain everywhere these days. But uh, but the pitches in general, I I would say that, that most of their players. I mean, I think most of their players have the technical ability. Preston Momsen, for instance, Richie Barrington's a class act anywhere. You know, Callum McLeod's played county cricket, and these these guys have all have all played at, at a top level. They've all got scores of caps. I mean, we're talking there. Even the players I mentioned there, we're talking about 300, 400 caps between them. So I I don't think uh, they will be faced by the conditions. It's I think I think maybe would Ryan agree? Maybe this is a, really about you know hitting the ball, not the bowler, and basically making sure you execute your own shots properly and maybe not worrying too much about the opposition? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the key to success at, at, at any tournament phase that we, that we go to. You know, I think, um, actually, you know, I, I think if you look at the group, you know, you, you, you would have to make, on paper, Scotland third favourites, probably behind Zimbabwe and Afghanistan. And I, and I actually think that's always been an advantage. You know, for for Scotland and, and the psyche and, and things like that, because realistically, the world expects them 
to finish third. I'm pretty sure Grant Bradburn and the team don't expect that. But actually, it means that you can go in, um, you know, think, you know, as 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 the underdogs and and play like the underdogs, you know, and and go and do that. And if you look at the successes we had when we first came into the Tote Sport and and you know, early on 2004, 2005, you know, there wasn't that expectation that sort of grew over the next four or five years. So I think, I think they're in that, that fortunate position is go and play as underdogs, go and express yourself and, and, you know, exactly right. You know, forget about the opposition. You know, it's a case of who executes well for 20 overs will win this game. Neil, has Scotland had much experience playing against um, Hong Kong and Zimbabwe? The, the next two opponents after the first game. Scotland have, Scotland have never played Zimbabwe, according to all the, the research I've done, which basically, and I think Preston Momsen said it was a first for them as well. I mean, it's uh, obviously Zimbabwe are one of these countries which, I mean, they have test status. They have, they have full test, full member status, as do Bangladesh. I, I do think that we're in a way that that's the one thing I'm happy about, that we have Zimbabwe rather than Bangladesh, because Bangladesh, I think, will be a really tough nut to crack over in India, especially given some of the results they've, they've achieved recently against England and South Africa and New Zealand and, and Pakistan. I mean, they have, they are on a roll and, and actually they're 25 to 1 to win the whole event, you know, which none of the other associates or none of the other teams in this competition are even, are even quoted really in, in the, the, the bet. And so I think Zimbabwe, one of these teams, I had a look at, I watched them a bit this morning and obviously, Sabanda scored 59, and you've got Max Waller hit some runs, and you've got Ching Mbura scored 30. But they did look, have a look of a team who, that's an old team. You know, I mean, I, I think that we would say that Scotland, you know, would not be scared because they've got nothing so far. They've never played them, so there's, no, there's not going to be a fear factor. Hong Kong, I think, is one of these, probably at the moment, we would be 60-40 favourites to win that. But as last month's results showed, I mean, they we, we drew one-one in a T20 game, and we, we lost a one-day uh, two matches to them in that, and the, the Intercontinental Cup game was was basically wiped out because of the weather. So it's it just seems wherever Scotland go, it rains. But but the I, I think we, we would probably I'd, I'd probably find I agree with Ryan Paul at the moment that we would be third favourites. Uh, I think. Really, it comes down pretty much to today. I mean, I think if we win today, the momentum that we take onto that into Zimbabwe uh, would would be huge. If we lose today, then suddenly, well, we could be out. I mean, the team that loses today could be out of this. I mean, because there's only the winner of the groups go through, and if somebody wins today, then suddenly they, they win their three games. There's nothing that Scotland, well, there's nothing the losers today can do about it. So it's a huge game. This, I mean, and I was, and I, I have. This basically could decide whether cricket in Scotland stays as a professional sport or whether players go back to being on part-time contracts, which obviously would be a, a huge negative step. So, so I mean, not to put... So it's, a massive, it's a massive game then, Neil. <laughs> huge, yeah, huge I mean, game. It, it, it's a massive game, but, but, I, hope, but I, I think, having watched them for 90% of that match last year in the World Cup, they, they outplayed Afghanistan for large patches of that match. And I would hope that there would be that would be huge motivation for them to go out today and finish the job and get it done. So, so last couple of minutes, we'll start with you, Ryan. Is Scotland going to qualify for the Super Ten? I'm going to I'm going to say yes. We've never qualified for for the thing, and I think I think they've got a great opportunity to go and do it. I, I think um, I'm going to say with my heart, yes. 
Neil? I think that they have the chance to do it, but I have to be honest, I'm probably right in that. My heart says yes, but I think, to, well, today is massive. I mean, I think that they, if they win today, they'll do it. That's my feeling. Well, I'll certainly be cheering them on in that group. So uh, come on, Scotland. And, and just to the listeners, there'll be some more preview podcasts from each, each country um, within the Super 10s and... We might have some former internationals on some of those podcasts as well, just like Ryan. So thanks to you both. Thank you very much. No probs, thank you. Thanks very much. Cheers. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 